Welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Each week these idiots pair cocktails with comic books. You can find the cocktails, drinking game rules, and playlists on the blog at funnybooksandfirewater.com. While at funnybooksandfirewater.com, you can also find a drinking game rule to play while you listen to each episode. You can follow us at FirewaterCast on Twitter, and FunnyBooks and Firewater on Facebook and Instagram. This is episode 161, By Chance or Providence, part of our Written by Women Month. Hey, and welcome to episode 161 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. This week we continue our month of women writers in comics with Becky Cloonan and By Chance or Providence, a collection of short stories that she wrote and I actually bought directly from her. So proud for me. Put a rose on my nose. Uh, We have a full group today. We're all here uh, for the whole episode. Unlike last week. Not that we don't love you, Jason. We didn't have you at the very beginning. I was tardy. Yes. But speaking of Mr. Jason, we have Mr. Jason. Hi, guys. I'm Mr. Jason. Jason. Otherwise known as Mr. Jason, apparently. Um, Yes. Uh, still a writer in Los Angeles, temporarily working in the game capture department for a trailer house. Uh, and here is your weekly WGA update. <laughs> um, the uh, WGA has since sued the four biggest uh, agencies in Los Angeles um, for their uh, practices of packaging and getting um, uh, essentially back-end payments that are not part of their representation of the writers. So uh, the WGA is saying that that is unlawful. Uh, and uh, as of, I want to say a couple days ago, maybe this weekend, uh, somewhere around 7,000 uh, agents have since uh, fired their, excuse me, 7,000 writers have right since now. fired their agents in mass. Um, yeah, so the number is only going to go up uh, even higher. Okay. Yeah. Well, we always have to follow up Mr. Jason with Mr. Todd. Mr. Todd, how are you? Hey, I'm Todd. <laughs> you can find me here on this podcast, sometimes other podcasts, but... Like Cinema Queens. Like Cinema Queens. How's most, that show doing? Doing great. Uh, you're still our most downloaded episode. Woo! So we, we joke now that Chris is the fourth favorite host of Cinema Queens. That is fantastic. Sorry, Chris. But... Who is the third? Uh, it's... It would be me, Todd, Clark, and then him. Ah. Eat it, Clark. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, and also this week, Clark wanted to announce his candidacy for the 2020 presidential race, even he's though he's, he's still got many years. Many years. What, 14? 16. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if it's 16 Adam, years. Are you announcing your candidacy? Okay, yeah, never mind. Well, I, I guess if you run as vice president. I don't know if he's just for vice president. I don't think it's stated. So technically, well, let's. <laughs> well, what's interesting? It's run for office. Is it run? So now we're thinking about this. We need to see what the Constitution says. <laughs> Is it to hold office? You need to be that age. No, to be to this, be president, you got to be this week in Constitution talk. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of Constitution <laughs> talk, Mr. Maya, how are you? So go ahead, Maya. <laughs> Oh, was it me? I, I didn't hear. I didn't. I didn't hear who he was introducing. Hi, I'm Maya. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Maya, or you can follow my wonderful cat at it's the Jonesy on both of those. And if you're in Utah and you like pro wrestling, come check check out UCW Zero Pro Wrestling. 
Uh, I'm doing stuff with them at the moment, and uh, you can find them on YouTube. On the YouTubes? Yep. <laughs> you might even... I haven't, I haven't looked, but uh, their most recent show, Recent, uh, I did commentary for the second half of the show for the first time, and it was a little terrifying, and I wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. So, it was fun. A pro wrestler commentator. That sounds like a new job title for you. It, it might be. <laughs> oh, is, nice. that, is that Bruce or is that your kitty? That's Bruce. That's Bruce. Hi, Bruce. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> no, my cat randomly decided to bite me during well, the last cat, episode. Your cat, when why. you weren't on the mic before we started recording last episode, was being super talkative. Sure, letting the cat presence oh, yeah. be known. true. Uh, speaking of letting the presence be known, we have Mr. Adam. Hey guys, this is Adam from Big Shiny Robot. Uh, still figuring out things uh, on the Board to Sell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hey, Hi, Andy. Andy. Uh, and as we mentioned before, over at Cinema Queens with a good friend, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey. Uh, and uh, of course, curating our Grinders Rough and Tights with a Z account. Tights. Tights. Because <laughs> <laughs> we toss, so it's got to have the double Z. <laughs> and it's also with, like there's a silent Q in there somewhere. For a while, the affectation of a lowercase g in front of my name, and it was silent because I was not. <laughs> there they are. Hey. We're back. Oh, did you lose us? Yeah, we'll we did. So I don't know. We, we missed all that, and I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of conversation yeah. with me and Jason be like, oh, they're gone. I don't know what's going on. No, oh, no we, didn't even, we didn't even notice you guys. We, just we were just, we were just going on. Bullshit. <laughs> our own bullshit. You guys um, had to review the book. That's right. Yeah. Rumble, 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 rumble. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Okay. Well, uh, and hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California uh, and uh, doing some gigs around the valley. And I just got offered a gig for Google that I can't take, which is good. Nobody's on to the Googles. We get you're popular. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, super. (laughs) Super duper popular. Uh, So this week is uh, Becky Clunan's By Chance or Providence, a collection of short stories by uh, Becky Clunan and illustrated by Becky Clunan with... Uh, we get it. She's talented. Uh, <laughs> coloring. Um, she's also known for... Uh, she did with Gerard Way the... Uh, uh, fabulous. Fabulous Killjoys. Oh, yeah. The Fabulous Killjoys. Um, that's where I first became familiar heard- with her. She's also done some Batman stuff, right, Todd? Yeah, she was the first um, female artist to be drawing Batman on the main title. Correct. So let me look at something. I believe way back when the first thing I ever read that she did uh, was a book. Uh, she drew it. I don't think she wrote it. It was a book for Vertigo called American Virgin. I want to say is the name of it. I'm looking so, it up. But... She also did Gotham okay. Academy, which is oh yeah, Gotham Academy. Oh, I like yeah. Gotham Academy. So That's Gotham fun. Academy is the Becky Clunan thing. Well, cool. Uh, so, uh, Todd, what is the modification of this week's book? Medieval Macabre. Anthology. Medieval Macabre. Yep. It also says yeah, horror yeah, fiction yeah. slash romance. There you go. Yeah. That's what the last of the book that says. Okay, well, so we're going to try this in a different order because it makes more sense this way. We're going to do votes as to whether or not we believe that it's worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned time, money, and effort to hunt this book down and give it a read. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your vote? Yes. Mr. Todd. Uh-huh. 
Mr. Jason. I say yes. I also say yes, and Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm also going to vote yes. Okay, so we have four or five votes of yes. So, since we all vote that you should actually give this a read, we should also give you some drinking games and things like that to go along with it. So, for drinking games, what is your rule, Mr. Jason? Uh, my rule is eyes so wide. Anytime a character's eyes are wide in shock or fear, take a drink. Okay. Uh, mine is called Sharp and Stabby. Every time there's a sword in a scene, take a drink. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule? Mine is called The Delayed Thesis. <laughs> so every time the relationships are revealed at the end, take a gulp. Okay. Uh, and Mr. Maya? Uh, mine is called Is Someone There? Uh, basically, anytime someone has the feeling that they're being watched. Okay. And Mr. Adam? Uh, mine is the Morgan Freeman. Every time there's a page with just narration and no dialogue. <laughs> ah, there we go. Cool. Uh, then, of course, if we have drinking games and we all say that we should vote it, then we also need music for you to play in the background. Um, I'm going to go with Over the Hills and Far Away by Led Zeppelin. Um, Mr. Adam, what is your song for the playlist? Uh, I'm going with Enter Sandman by Metallica. Ooh. Uh, Mr. Jason. My Moon, My Man by Feist. Okay. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm going to stick with my, is, is there uh, the, the theme of a drinking game and say, is there anybody out there by Pink Floyd? <laughs> okay. Because, and uh, Mr. Todd. Uh, mine is the Static X remix of Nine Inch Nails Closer. It takes the okay. song and it makes it a bit crunchier and harder and moodier. Cool. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, then, of course, we have drinking game rules we have playlists we also need to give you some cocktails to drink along with this book um mr adam what is your cocktail uh, so mine is called the silt of the sea um what you do is you take one or two scoops of vanilla ice cream two ounces of coffee liqueur one ounce of irish whiskey uh four ounces of hot espresso uh, and then toasted almonds and chocolate chips to garnish uh you put the ice cream in a bowl you top with the alcohols and then you cover it with the hot espresso and you garnish with the almonds and chocolate chips. That sounds delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really does. Cool. Uh, Mr. Jason. Uh, mine is called the Sweet Kiss Goodbye. Take a half cup of ice, two tablespoons of raspberry jam, two tablespoons of bourbon, one tablespoon of triple sec, and two to three tablespoons of orange juice, a couple orange slices, and a splash of club soda. I'm going to add the ice the jam, bourbon, triple sec, and orange juice into a shaker and shake vigorously for 15 seconds. Pour that into your serving glass with a few ice cubes on top, uh, it off with a splash of club soda, and then garnish with them with some orange slices and enjoy. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, mine is called the Deep Blue Sea and kind of ties into the third uh, story in this book. It's two and a half ounces of vodka, one ounce of blue curacao, one ounce of white cranberry juice, a half ounce of fresh lime juice, and three to four dashes of orange bitters. Uh, add all the ingredients to a cocktail shaker filled with ice. Uh, shake it well and strain into a lowball glass over ice and garnish with a cherry. And uh, if you want, add add some some drops of red food coloring for blood. For blood. <laughs> Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd. Mine is called the macabre drink. Um, it's two ounces of orange juice and two ounces of black vodka. So what you want to do is take your martini glass and fill the bottom half of the glass with your orange juice. Then you want to, to add the black vodka, you need to pour it over the back of a spoon and into the glass to help achieve a layered look on top of the juice. 
and then sip and enjoy. So it's a screwdriver in a little black dress. That sounds like a great album yeah. title. And uh, mine is called The Way of the Sword. You take one and a half ounces of 12-year-old Japanese whiskey. I'm assuming regular whiskey would work as well. Three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth. One half ounce of Sinar, I believe. C-Y-N-A-R. Uh, Sinar. One quarter of an ounce of ruby port and one large cube of uh, ice and one orange tw- uh, twist. In a mixing glass, combine the whiskey, the vermouth, the cyanar, and the port. Fill the glass uh, with ice, stir, and strain into a chilled double rocks glass uh, over a large ice cube. Uh, pinch the orange and twist over the drink. Uh, uh, and uh, there you have it. I think that's everybody, correct? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, does anybody have any final warnings before we let people go off and read this book? Uh, so if you listened last week, don't read these books back to back because you will start to get them confused. <laughs> They're <laughs> yes, very, sure. very similar. They are very similar. They're both collections of short stories. This one, I believe, is only three short stories. Correct. Yes, this one is a very yeah. quick read. This one is super quick. If, if, you get, if you get this in, in trade format, like a good, the last fourth of the book is like all ske- uh, sketches and yeah. illustrations. Yeah. Which are pretty to look at, but uh, if you're just reading the story, you're going to blow through it pretty quick. Yes, correct. But uh, cool. Um, then I think, yeah, so the three short stories in here are Wolves, the Mire, and Demeter are the Ooh. names of the three short stories here. Outside of that, I think, uh, yeah, we'll let you go and read this book, and we will see you on the flip side. While we take a break, here is a message from one of our fellow Hello Sweetie Network podcasts. Hi, everybody. This is Matt. And I'm Trevor. We're the co-hosts of the Nighthawks podcast, a movie podcast for people who like to stay up late. We've just joined the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network, expanding our podcast empire and bringing the world to its knees. Take a seat in the Nighthawks diner with us. We're going to talk to you about movies. We've got new movies, old movies, movies we love, movies nobody loves. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and at nighthawkspodcast.com. Hey, that was pretty good. Do you think they'll listen? Uh, The good ones always do. Um, so we'll start out with uh, uh, the wolf or wolves. Um, it's about a guy who's out there hunting wolves, and he's talking about um, this woman that he loves, and he sees in uh, the eyes of this wolf uh, like a similarity between the woman that he loves and uh, and this wolf. He fights and ends up killing the wolf. He brings the body back to the uh, castle and uh, leaves it there um, and takes off, and then he's cursed. And you get the impression that uh, the werewolf was the woman, I believe. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one who's interpreting yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's what I felt. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Because it's, it's not explicitly said, but that's what I got the vibe of. Of that, So it basically, he ended up having to kill this woman who, uh, and the, the king sent him out on this mission because he basically made him kill his lover because the king was being a dick. Uh, cool. So who is doing, uh, I think it's Adam is doing the next one? Yeah, so for the Mire, it's like they're on a battlefield. There's this guy named Sir Owain. I call this young squire named Aiden, and he's like, hey, I got this letter, I need you to take it to, was it Castle Grateful, Blackwood? <laughs> um, I'm kidding. But Aiden's pissed because he promised he would fight in this battle, and he's like, well, as long as you get back in time, you can. So basically, he goes to the forest, and there's all kinds of creepy crawlies out there. He's chased by, like, this <clears throat> zombie rider on a horse. He finally gets to the castle, goes in there, and he sees a picture on the wall of, like, this... Uh, this woman and this guy. Isn't this the same people from the first story? Isn't this the guy and the woman he killed? No. Okay, that's kind of what I got out of it, so maybe I just didn't love it. So he goes through, goes all the way up to the top, and he opens up this curtain, and there's like this dead woman 
the woman from the portrait in the uh, sitting in the bed, and uh, the new. He opens his letter up. He reads it. Battle's always for him. Uh, and then we basically find out that that then it was was it Sir Owen then who was married to her or like fell in love with her. I I got mixed up on this. I thought I was looking at a completely different way. Sir Owen uh, was a uh, knight who got lost in the woods. Uh, while this woman's um, uh, husband or king or whatever was out hunting. <clears throat> and so Sir Owen ended up staying uh, with her at the castle for several months and fell in love with her and then uh, had to leave. But he actually also left her pregnant. And when she gave birth, her husband didn't want the baby around. So the baby was sent off to Sir Owen to raise as his squire. And now he's just told him that he was his son. Yeah. Um, and then basically this letter saying that, and then we find out that Sir Owen actually died in the battlefield and that his last request is for Owen to come find him, and, or Aiden to come find him and bury his body. Yep. See, for some reason I thought that was linked to the first one where it was like, that was the story that we were talking about was that, that's why, you know, uh, yeah. the, the king came back and how they were sleeping together, mm-hmm. and that's why you find her with a dagger in her breast was because, mm-hmm. you know, he had killed her. And that's what he was mm-hmm. dropping off, and that's why he was banished. So I, I really thought those two stories were tied together, so. Okay. And then the third one, Demeter, I believe that's Maya's doing that one? Yeah, I'm going to do a shitty job because... Uh, do it! So we have Anna and... What's the guy's name? Colin. Colin? Yeah, mm-hmm. Anna and Colin, they wake up and Colin's like, tell me about the first time we met. And she's, she tells him, he's like, no, the real first time. And uh, do... And I am totally... I have totally blanked this story out. <laughs> Just um, so anyways, I think what it was is that he was out... He's a fisherman or whatever. He's out at sea. There's a big uh, storm... He washes up on store, and they're all happy, but then you find out that there's this weird creature going, shh, it comes, like, stalking at her window, and you know, only she can really see him, and we find out that what actually happened was that when he washed up on shore, oh my god, he was dead, and so she made a deal with the devil, or the, the oath of the sea, to bring him bring back. back. Yeah, that's And then after a certain amount of time, he would have to return to the depths. I think it was said, like, seven drops of blood for seven years or something. Or seven like months. Seven like months. Yeah. Or seven months. Yeah. And so, uh, at the very end of it, you know, to get the, the sea, he goes back into the water, and then drifts down to the very bottom, and you see him there as a corpse. And then he shows up to, is yep. it her daughter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her daughter's down playing by the the ocean, and he shows up, and he's like, "Shh." Yes. Well, uh, what are people's thoughts? Uh, I'll jump in first. Um, so, uh, I think similar to, to last week in that the stories um, have a different level of, uh, to me, other completion or efficacy. As much as I did enjoy the book as a whole, um, I think the final uh, story is the one that's most unclear in some of the character emotions or motivations. Obviously, she wants to bring uh, her lover, her husband, back from the dead. But at the very end, it's unclear why he is uh, so upset with her. I don't know if anyone else um, has a clear reason why. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so that was that was confusing for me. I, it, it wasn't clear also what um, significance this uh, sort of fur coat uh, for her hooded coat that he finds um, holds for him because uh, he finds it locked away in a trunk next to their bed um, and it uh, kind of reminds him of the fact that he used to be dead or was dead um, after that crash and it suddenly clicks for him but it doesn't really click for the reader uh, up until that point it's a very to me it's, it's a well-told story of, of um, a woman and her grief um, and not 
fully telling her husband what he's been through and he also can't remember. So it's this weird um, uh, constant fear that she lives in, even though she's trying to be happy. I did appreciate it for that. Um, you know, what did you guys think of that story in particular? Well, what I got out of it as far as why he's upset was because from my understanding is I'm flipping through it again because again these all kind of ran together uh, was that the reason at the beginning when he like tell me about the first time he fell in love is because when he came back one of the things he completely lost was his memories mm-hmm. so she's having to you know remind him over and over again so you know when he finds that trunk that's I, I think was the clothes he was in when uh, she found mm-hmm. him and that sort of thing came flooding back and he realized that you know even though he had to be with her she still stole that from him and I think that's why he was upset because it's kind of like you know, with Pet Cemetery, some things are better off staying dead kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But, see, I, I'm still sticking with my my thesis that the first two stories are linked. Because <laughs> it just, for me, it makes sense, and that's what made it more of an impactful thing, is that there's one continuing story of both tragedies, um, and how it played out. But, yeah, I, I liked them. It's like, you know, last week was interesting because last week the stories were completely disparate, and they didn't really, like, uh, they didn't tie together whatsoever. And this one, it... Well, the one from last weekend felt like more Edgar Allan Poe flowing through it. This mm-hmm. was just, again, with my thing that it was two distinct different stories or three, depending on how you look at it. And it didn't, for me, work quite as well as Through the Woods. That being said, I still had a lot of fun with it. Uh, but the Through the Woods had, like, you know, the Edgar Allan Poe, the, the Brothers Grimm fairy tales, kind of blood running through it. And this one didn't quite have that. It's still really enjoyable. I still liked it a mm-hmm. lot. It's just, I read Through the Woods second. And I'm glad I did because if I would have read this through the woods first and then read this one, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed this much. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I do feel like it's, I mean, we recorded two of these episodes back to back just because of the necessity and just scheduling and that kind of Inside stuff. Baseball. It is almost a little, unf- huh? Inside baseball. It's true. <laughs> but I mean, it's a little unfortunate to have read these both back to back because I think it may lead to an unfair comparison between the two of them. I think that. Uh, last week's book I think is definitely better but I think that this one still has some interesting things in it. I did like the wolf story um, the sort of this idea that uh, he's out you know killing his lover but he mm-hmm. sort of realizes it at the last minute but then also realizes that this is what he has mm-hmm. to do um, so uh, and that he's been set up and that kind of stuff so I kind of did like that one uh, quite a bit. I do like the art quite a bit in this book yes. um, I think uh, I think that's probably one of the shining features of this which is probably a reason why the, the last quarter of the book is all sketch pad and all sorts of stuff because like the art i think is what really shines here um not to say she's not a good writer but i think that uh she's she's no slouch when it comes to the art yeah yeah for sure for sure so uh mr todd what are your thoughts you know i really enjoy these three um i really like how it started off with the wolf story and whatnot and it's the um with the art yeah the comparison of the eyes so he's got the eyes of his lover asking him not to go he's like i've got to go it's what i do and as he goes through it, he's killing the wolf and he sees the eyes and the eyes are the same and he realizes what's going on and how he's been duped, but knowingly duped as it's going for and on how um, there is no victory there. He, I mean, this is what he does and he should say, oh, I kill her of wolves, keep people safe and I killed my lover and who's safe. And I really enjoyed that. And then when you've got the um, mire of the story of this squire to this knight, and the knight sends him off. And you can kind of guess that on what's going on, and it comes back again. And yet, at the same time, it's a bit of a classic of the uh, men can't show their feelings, and yet at the same time, <laughs> imparts all the feelings as it's going for. 
So it was very much a keep calm and carry on. And I've done this to save you because you mean everything to me, even if you don't know it. And I found that to be really sweet and sad at the same time. Cause you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I sent you away and you don't have a chance to say goodbye, but I get to, and it's what the hardest thing is the, the, the lack of, he knew he was going to die and do it. And he didn't have to say goodbye, but he now knows his squire slash son is coming. He's like, now you're going to have to bury me and deal with the weight of everything that you knew and just learned and had no idea of while I was alive. And that seems so sad and horrific in its own way. Well, also the fact that he sent him away is, is also him protecting his By son and keeping his and son in battle as well. Yeah, he exactly, did protect yeah. him and he totally get it, but the squire's like, oh, that was my dad the whole time. What about X, Y, Z, and J? And, you know, it just completely changes the tone and he never has a chance to I mean, here's this man he knew, and he found out this man is his dad, but he never talked to his dad as he knew it, which is really sad. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've had a couple of weeks of very uplifting books. Yeah. <laughs> it is a bit of a horror and whatnot. Well, what's interesting about this though is, I mean, it's very much like the genre of legislative. It's, it's gothic. It's macabre. It's. I mean, we've read a lot of uplifting books in the past as well. But I think it did that very well. It's just the, um, with few words spoken and narrated, it sure imparted a whole lot of meaning and emotion and heaviness. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. And the mire was good too. The mire got, would you say the mire got lost in the mire a little bit? Get the fuck uh, out of my house. No, yeah. no, it's still not nearly half as bad as yours from last week. Not nearly half as bad, oh boy. <laughs> But Brian, Brian's the Pope. I will say from a Pope family. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, um, I will say uh, one other part that I, I appreciated mm-hmm. um, on the uh, with the Meyer. Uh, the first time I read it, it was a little confusing because the um, text uh, boxes of the captions um, didn't always. Uh, relate right. to exactly what was happening in the panel, so I was a little bit confused. And then when you read it the second time, you realize uh, not only is the um, uh, is Sir Owen actually speaking to uh, the kid, but he's actually um, the color of the background on those text captions uh, actually changes halfway through. So half of it uh, is the letter itself, and the other half are just his thoughts that he um, is thinking and hopes to convey to uh, his son. Um, and I oh, thought that that was actually I, something that um, got better for yeah. me reading it a second time. Yeah. So yeah. I really think that the, um, the middle story is it's quite sad mm-hmm. and it's um, touching in so many ways. So and the um, you have the sadness of the wolf story of him killing his lover. Mm-hmm. You have the sadness of a son losing the father he didn't know he had. And in the mire, you have the sadness of the woman. Who has uh, made a deal? It's like I can get my lover back, but just for such a short time, and it's really kind of a delay. It's like, is this better or not? And then, but she did get a child out of it, but is the child not going to be reclaimed back from with that very deal? And that's an interesting question. So yeah, yeah, uh, Mr. Adam, I haven't heard a whole ton from you. 
Um, you guys have kind of already summed up everything I was thinking. And actually, going back and reading the middle one again, yeah, it is not connected to the first one. But I guess, again, when I was reading it the first time, it, it seemed like a logical jump to, to connect to. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, you guys already said everything I wanted to say. So. Was anybody else having any other thoughts? Uh, just the, the art really um, does stand out to me as well. I mean, I, I uh, especially appreciated the way that the characters touched and embraced one another. Um, yeah. I think that that uh, level of connection or uh, emotions oh, yeah, really sure. comes through in that. And as you're watching with the art, the way the, um, there's definitely traditional panels per se, but the way they use the trees for framing yes. and the flowing yes. and as you watch this and it feels very, um, there's an organic feel to it that's really quite mm-hmm. nice. And sometimes you look at some artists where they're playing with the format and the layout. It's like, oh, that's really cool, but how do I read this? can get in the way. And this one, it says, oh, as you read it naturally, then you look back, it's like, oh, I see what she did there. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and I felt that more often than not with some of those frames as she did. And it wasn't on every page or anything like that. But when she did do it, you're like, oh, that was done really well. That's great. Yeah. So I want to check this out now. She is. I'm, I'm looking up some other Becky Clunan stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, she did the first three issues of the 2012 Conan series with Brian Wood. Mm-hmm. I want to check that out. Yeah. Uh, did she also do local with Brian Wood? I want to say or Channel Zero. I think it was Channel Zero she did with Brian Wood. Uh. Let's see how Todd did. Uh, zero. <laughs> Channel Zero. No, just Zero. Hmm. Zero number one from Image. Yeah. Channel Zero is the sci-fi show. Alright. Cool. Anyway. anyway, anybody else have any thoughts? Okay. <laughs> there we are. No, if, if you want to re- no, read something good. that'll make you feel better about your life, read it. You read yes, yeah. and then you do it. <laughs> Cool. Well, then let's jump into grades for self-contained. What is your grade, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'm going to go with an A. I mean, this, again, it's, it's three short stories. They all tell three complete stories as the last one did. And, just, you know, it's once and you're done. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd? I'm going to give this an A. I mean, it was um, really well done. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mr. Maya? Uh, I'm also at an A for self-contained. Um, you know, each... There are none of the three stories were open ended, so that's an A. <laughs> cool, uh, Mr. Jason. Also A. And I will also sit there with an A uh, for writing for Becky Cloonan. Uh, what is your grade, Mr. Todd? No, I'm giving it an A minus. I really enjoyed these three stories um, going through that, and it um, they were quite satisfying. And it was one of those things too, as you. Um, look at it and think about it and then you read it again it's there's a lot there that's worth coming back to again by all means so yeah anyway cool uh mr adam uh, i'm gonna go with b plus you know like i said it, it was enjoyable it was fun to read i really liked uh you know a lot of the stuff todd brought up about the way that, you know the the love of a father for his son you know when you mm-hmm. sacrifice for that uh and it was nowhere near say as creepy as the first book but it, it was interesting stories and uh, even though there were, you know my drinking game was with the narration and no dialogue, there was a lot to be told based just on the artwork and the action happening without a, a lot of dialogue needed between some of the characters. It was very much a for all three of these. It was a personal journey by one person, kind of surrounded by other people who had some input in what was going on, but it really was about you know hmm. the one man, the one boy, and the one woman's journey. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 
Uh, Mr. Jason. Uh, mine is also a B plus. Um, I very much enjoyed this, uh, but I th- j- just knocked it down just a little bit, uh, just for some lack of clarity issues um, in the third story in particular. But uh, I think that the first one could have been um, a little bit more clear in that in that connection. Um, maybe it could have been used uh, or done with a more clear panel to show that the eyes of the wolf were the eyes of the woman. But uh, that's a small quibble. Okay. Um, I will also go with a B uh, for lots of similar reasons that have been said. And then, Mr. Maya, have we gotten your grade yet? Uh, nope, not yet, but I am also at a B. Uh, yeah, we'll say a B. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was written, but it wasn't my favorite thing that I've written. So, um, yeah, I'm get a B. Cool. Um, for art, for Becky Clunan and uh, colorist by Lee Lowride, Lowridge. Lowridge. Low Ridge. Um, what is your grade, Mr. Maya? Uh, it's an A. Becky Cloonan, I don't think, knows how to draw anything less than an A. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's 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 beautiful, especially uh, even though it's not part of the story, flipping through the, the illustrations and, and yep. uh, concept stuff in the back, um, you can tell she put a lot of uh, her heart and soul into this book. And, uh, yeah, it's an A. Mr. Tide. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Todd. There we go. Funny books and firewater. We're professional. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can mean it. So. I mean it, Mr. Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can give this uh, A minus as well. The um, There's a more muted tone to this, and it had a bit of a. Um, the woods here felt much less menacing um, as a theme compared to last week's book, by all means. But it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's um, the art was gorgeous. It felt really naturalistic to it. The um, figures were drawn, the physique and the figures. I mean, it was just done wonderfully well. So yeah, anyways. Cool. Um, I'm gonna go with an A. I think the art is what really shines out here, uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, a as well. This is the best part of the book. Uh, and every story, even though like some you know people are drawn kind of the same way. Everyone feels different from the way you play with the blues and the bright colors in the, the, the last one. Um, you've got the yellows and everything in the first one. Uh, and then kind of the second one was a little bit muted. Like you can just, it's overall there's thrown under the shadow of war and then finding out that, you know, you know, basically that, you know, Aiden is his son. Uh, yeah, the, the art's definitely amazing. So easy A. Cool. Uh, Mr. Chase, do we eat your upgrade? Not yet. Uh, so art for, okay. uh, is an A for me as well. Uh, it's just, it's evocative, it's moody, uh, it's sexy at times. Um, and uh, just like Maya was saying, <laughs> sketching or, or uh, flipping through the sketches at the end of the trade paperback is just, uh, it's really, really nice to appreciate. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. So then for overall grades, um, I am going to go with a B plus, uh, like, I think the art is really what sings. The writing is what... I mean, not to say the writing is bad. It's just what takes it down just a little bit for me. Uh, Mr. Todd. I'm going to give this a A- minus again. I think um, with the material that they were going for, it was just done really, really, really well. She did a great job. A-. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, B plus as well as you are, uh, just because I think the writing is not quite as good as what we did last week. Uh, but that said, this is one that you can go through and you can get more out of it each time. So I pretty much read through it again while we were recording. And <laughs> was I wanted to see if the first two were linked. That was kind of the main thing I wanted to go back and see. Uh, but again, it is 
you know, it's, it's a even though this is kind of like the fantasy realm of what's going on, you are getting again three very personal stories about a man, a boy, and a woman, and I think it's really cool how they focused on that. Yeah, um, Mr. Maya, uh, I'm at a B plus as well. Um, you know, I absolutely love the art and and I enjoyed the stories, but like I said before, you know, they they weren't like my super favorite stories. Uh-huh. Um, so just because of that, I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. And Mr. Todd. I think you mean Mr. Jason. Mr. There Jason. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Good. Jason. Uh, B plus for me. Uh, like I, I did enjoy it. Um, but I, I, I think I'll be more excited for um, a story that is uh, a bit more long form than just these three little snippets. Okay. So that gives us a GPA of 3.38, which is uh, just above a B plus. So, uh, that seems pretty average. A minus minus. Huh? A minus minus. A minus minus. Cool. Uh, next week we are going to be reading Pretty Deadly by Kelly Sue DeConnick, also mm-hmm. of um, the writer of uh, Bitch Planet. And uh, uh, she she's the who made the modern Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel? Correct. And who's in Captain Marvel? She is in Captain she Marvel in Captain as well, yeah. For like half a second. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so that's what we'll be reading next week. Uh, who has recommendations? I got one. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Uh, last night I started reading uh, Monstrous. Um, uh-huh. Oh, I, is, I, I've, read I've heard, yeah. I've heard that. Book I started that too. Like, we call it. Yeah. Um, Mr. Todd. You know, uh, another cleaning work, but we said earlier, but it's a whole lot of fun. It's Gotham Academy, so it's a little private yeah. prep school within Gotham that sometimes Batman shows up in. Mr. Maya. Um, go, go. By the time you hear this, the finale will have aired and it will have ended. But go watch the the silliness that is Gotham. The season they just don't give a fuck anymore, and it's awesome. <laughs> well, then that will do it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us, and join us next week for Pretty Deadly uh, by Kelly Sudakana, because we can t- continue our uh, month of women writers. Uh, thanks and so long, and thanks for all the fishes. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Please rate us on whatever service you listen on. And remember, at least we're not cinema queens.